everybody, this is Chris with Cafe Sola, and I'm going to give a little bit of a reply to a response I got from a video that I posted called Angry Atheists. I don't know if you've seen it. We got a couple of likes, which is nice, and a couple of thumbs down, which is kind of expected. What I'd like to start off with is telling you that I'm not really someone who likes to argue with atheists because I can stand for the Christian position fairly well, not as good as some people that I know and have learned from. But one thing I've learned about atheists is they're very smart people. They've been to college, a lot of them. They've studied a lot. They've watch a lot, learn a lot. And they are very, very smart people. Now, I'm not saying that Christians aren't smart people, but most Christians don't learn how to argue. And by that, I mean the strictest sense. I don't mean apologetics. I mean they don't learn to debate, maybe. They don't learn to set up conversations the way that a lot of people set up conversations. One thing you can hear often in uh, discussing things with an unbeliever or an atheist is, um, will you concede? Will you concede? Will you concede? That kind of thing. And when I hear them say that, what I'm hearing them say is, I want to get you into a box. I want to get you going down my path. And maybe Christians do the same thing. I don't know. Um, generally speaking, I've had good conversations with non-believers, and I've had really miserable conversations with unbelievers. And um, funny thing is, this one guy replied, and I thought, oh, I'm not really looking to get into a big argument with somebody. This guy, Robin Dude, I love his little icon there because it's, from Disney's Robin Hood, and I always loved that movie. And he just started out saying, hey, hey there, atheist here. And I thought, okay, this could be good. It's a good way to start out instead of you foolish Christian you or something like that. So I went ahead and read it, and as you can see, I highlighted some stuff here that I'd like to kind of talk about. But it was a nice reply. It wasn't an angry reply, which if I was expecting any kind of a reply, I think I would have expected more of an angry reply. So Robin, I want to thank you for your kind reply. That's why I titled this uh, The Kind Atheist or A Kind Atheist, because I think I would like you, if you, especially if you like Disney's Robin Hood. We could probably have some interesting conversations if we had an opportunity and lived close enough to each other. But, um, Reading through your letter, I noticed that you said, asking why are these atheist X's, sort of like asking why are these theists Y, so I think we need to define terms here. There seems to be quite a variety of atheists. I actually will say that I grew up thinking pretty black and white about this, that an atheist is simply somebody who doesn't believe in the existence of God, an agnostic is somebody who 
believes they're just not they're not convinced that they're in the God but they're not convinced that there is a God that kind of thing and a theist is somebody who believes there is a God or gods so I want to share with you some definitions from the always right Wikipedia uh, and here we have atheists or atheism or uh, in my mind I always say an atheist and the reason I say that is because I've done a lot of studying on the millennium and uh, what it means to be a, a millennialist and then the opposite of that is an ah millennialist the a is said like an ah so I'm kind of in my head thinking they're ah theists in other words no theists ah being no like no millennium no theism no theist and here's the definition that that we got that says atheism is in the broadest sense so there's a broad medium and narrow in a way uh, an absence of belief in the existence of deities plural less broadly atheism is a rejection of the belief that any deities exist and in an even narrower sense atheism is specifically the position that there are absolutely no deities there is no god no higher being no Whatever you want to call it, you know, I, I know him to be God. But obviously there's other religions around the world that have different names and different beliefs. So that's what an atheist could be. I'm sure there are as many varieties of those as there are of other things. And a theist or theism uh, is broadly defined as the belief in the existence of a supreme being or deities not I, I highlighted a because it's it doesn't say the existence of god just a supreme being or if not that then deities plural in common parlance or when contrasted with deism the term often describes the classical conception of god often but not exclusively and that would be the foundation of monotheism one god or gods found in polytheistic religions. A belief in God or in gods without the rejection of revelation as is characteristic of deism. So, are Christians theists? In a, in a perhaps very loose way of describing Christianity, but because theism can include the definition of believing in multiple gods, then that doesn't jive at all with Christianity. Christianity is the, in the strictest sense or the classical conception sense, a monotheistic. Uh, one God in three persons. We call that the Trinity. So what was deism mentioned there? Deism is the philosophical position, and that's kind of key there. It's a philosophical position that rejects revelation as a source of religious knowledge and asserts that reason and observation of the natural world are sufficient to establish the existence of a supreme being. Now, interestingly enough, Christianity would call this general revelation that uh, the Bible even says that what can be known, of, there, there are certain things that can be known of God from his creation. Not the least of which is that he's big and that he's powerful. 
And you could even understand from the world, as the world is created, that he's angry. He's angry with the fact that the world has fallen, that uh, he has, uh, that there's sin in the world, and uh, things like that. Um, some people might take the leap, creator of the universe. Okay, this is a um, uh, what's it called now? Um, intelligent design. There's some being out there. We don't know if it's the Q or um, whoever else. Uh, but somebody designed all of this because it just there's no way it's too complex for it to have just happened. But something that goes along with deism is this idea of a distant God. A distant God uh, of deism is that God or some creator of the universe got it all started and then went away. He's sitting up in heaven for some people. He's just not here. Maybe he's on another planet. Who knows? But he got it all started and he went away and now it's just up to us. So when people say certain people were deists, they don't necessarily believe in the Christian God. In fact, I'd say they don't believe in the Christian God because the Christian God is living and active. He is not uninvolved in his creation. So I'm going to get to that in a minute. Drag this off the screen here. So Robin... Thank you again for your, your your reply, your kind reply. And you can see a couple of things that I highlighted here. And, and you were doing a great job of, of showing how there are many reasons people are atheists or many things that atheists believe. And one of the top ones you say is the formerly religious, um, for the formerly religious is the feeling of having been lied to. I definitely get that. I totally get that some people in Christianity don't speak the truth. I wish they did. I wish there was a way to describe Christianity without saying that there aren't hypocrites in the church. There are. There are people in the pulpit who are great at proclaiming the Word of God and all of its truth, both law and gospel. And there are others that carry the name Christian who, well, they're in it for shameful gain, as the Bible says. They're looking to pay for their airplanes or their nice houses or their cars or whatever. And they do it under the guise of, we are, we're doing this for you. We're doing this to build the church. We're doing this for good Christian reasons. And the truth is, they're not. I won't mention any names right now, but they're all over the place. They're all over the TV, the radio, and of course, all over the internet. So people will run into those, and that will give them a bad taste in their mouth, so to speak. They will think, you know, maybe I should check into this Christianity stuff. And they'll run across somebody who basically is just out to get their money. And... Uh, will promise them all sorts of health and wealth and prosperity that you don't find the Bible promising. So I understand that. People have been lied to. They went. They maybe joined a church and or were considering joining a church and, and they just got uh, hoodwinked. There was a, some kind of a lost leader, if you will, where they were dragged in 
and then raked over the coals, and then they leave. And one of the sad things that happens is when people experience that, they leave the church and they get angry sometimes. Um, and then they lash out at the church, not because there's anything wrong with the church, but because of their experience with some people in the church. Still happens today. It's been happening for a long time, which is sad. And I uh, wish it didn't happen. Others, you say, you've known personally, have had deep self-esteem issues caused by the notion of man's fallen state drilled into them. I don't know exactly what you're referring to here, but I grew up aware of the fact that there were people out there who we called fire and brimstone preachers, and I think you kind of indicate that, where they're always talking, see a little bit later, maybe. Anyway, there's all these people that are talking about the wrath of God so much that they never talk about the love of God. They talk almost exclusively about the gospel and, I mean, excuse me, exclusively about the law and never get around to giving people the sweetness of the gospel. So, yes, there are people who do drill man's fallen state into people in a way that leaves them despairing. And you'd never want to do that as a Christian. I would, I would leave a church if all they did was leave me in despair and never gave me the comfort that God wants me to have. So, kind of following you there a little bit. Uh, getting good people to do bad things take some take take something like religion. I don't. Getting good people to do bad things. Take something like religion. Okay, so you're blaming religion or identifying, not you personally, identifying that religion uh, causes good people to do bad things. I, uh, not biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity does not make good people do bad things. But people do bad things in the name of religion and they do bad things in the name of Christianity and um, say that it's from God. Some people will say they heard a voice from God or whatever. Some people will just um, go out and do a bad thing and blame God for it. And that's wrong because that's not biblical Christianity. So I know you are pointing a little bit towards maybe things like the um, crusades and things like that. Don't want to get into a whole Thing about the Crusades right now because there were many Crusades and some of the Crusades were a response to the push of the Muslims and uh, some of them were just awful and some of them were bad and some of them weren't Christian and uh, one thing I will say about that kind of thing is that Christianity is not a Muslim religion in the sense that Christianity is not spread by the sword in the sense that it's not spread by uh, wielding a big piece of metal in your hand and threatening people's lives. Christianity is spread by a sword, but it's by the sword of the Spirit or the Word of God. Getting the Word of God out to people is not a coercive thing. We don't coerce people. Christians are not supposed to be out there coercing people into becoming Christians. And all we do is rely on the fact that 
God says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So all we have to do is trust that if we can somehow manage to get somebody to listen to the word of God, they may come to faith. We don't know. We hope so, but we don't know, and we don't force it on anybody. So if people are out there forcing their Christianity on people, that's not the way it works either. Uh, other points, other people point to the problems caused by religious folks who reject all forms of medical treatment. Yes, that's wrong. God gives us gifts. God gives us masks, and he gives us uh, means, and uh, doctors are often a mask for God. He works through them. He even works through unbelieving doctors to perform uh, his will. In my personal situation, my son developed a cancer, and we prayed for him. People all around the world prayed for him. He had some good Christian doctors, and he had some very non-Christian doctors, and we never thought badly about any of them. We thought maybe a little bit better, I'll be honest, about the ones that were willing to pray with us because it brought us comfort and it gave us a sense of peace. Uh, but we didn't look at any of his caregivers who were unbelievers in any kind of a bad way. We just were very thankful that God was willing to work through them to help heal our son. And he did get healed, by the way. Uh, we consider that to be a miracle. He is cancer-free, and we are so thankful for that. Uh, there are those who reject science in favor of their holy book. Uh, again, not a Christian position. Christians don't reject science uh, at all. We'll get into more of that maybe in a different podcast. But Christians don't reject science. In fact, a lot of science, um, scientific method and things like that, you could see that Christians had a lot to do with that because Christians aren't afraid of science. Real Christians. Some Christians do. Again, they call themselves Christians, but it's not a Christian thing. Uh, the, the occasionally still awful ways many religious people treat atheists, yes. Again, not Christianity. Not the way we're supposed to behave. We're not supposed to be mean to anybody. We're supposed to love everybody. I was just listening to a great uh, YouTube video about that. And um, the pastor was just wonderful. And he's like, we don't have the freedom to say we're not going to love this neighbor or that neighbor. We have to love our neighbor as ourselves. And uh, that includes atheists. That includes Muslims. That includes Hindus. That includes... Um, all sorts of people <laughs> uh, of different walks. Uh, I'm not going to read every little word here. I'm going to skip down again. Quite often you get to hear about all the time the few verses of the Bible that seem to call atheists fools are quoted. Uh, Psalm 14.1. You actually got the verse right. It sounds like you know a little bit about the Bible. So I'd be kind of curious to know a little bit more about that. Um to just recall that off the top of your head, that is just uh, extremely cool. And uh, here is the verse you were remembering, Psalm 14, verse 1. The fool says in his heart, there is no God, but you have to read the Bible in context. Yes, the Bible does say the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Biblically, fool refers to somebody 
who is an unbeliever, uh, whether it's an atheist who says there is no God, or a Muslim who has a false God, or um, anyone else who doesn't believe in the one true God. Um, but it goes deeper than that, and that's why we have to read in context. It goes on to say they are corrupt, they do abominable deeds, and then this is very important here. It says there is none who does good. And it's not just saying that no fool does good. It's referring to none. It's referring to everybody. The Lord looks down from heaven on the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek after God. Nobody seeks after God apart from God's Spirit and the Word of God. The Spirit working through that Word. Here's the key verse. They have all turned aside. Together, they have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. And you may know this, but that includes Christians. Apart from Christ, Christians don't do good. And the way we think about that is that um, we are simultaneously saints and sinners. We're simultaneously justified and sinning. And it's tricky, but it's true. Because what it's telling us is that apart from God, when we're all born, we're born into this condition of original sin. And we're dead. We're technically dead. Because uh, life comes through God, life comes through the Spirit of God. So, the Bible will go on to say that the whole world stands condemned. And uh, Christ came to give life, to give eternal life for those who would believe. So, I was born a fool. There's lots of times I'm still a fool. No one does good. No, not one. None of my deeds that I consider to be so good, and I do sometimes, I think they are so good, are good apart from Christ. And I know that's hard to hear, but I believe it to be true. So, um, I just wanted to let you know that you got the verse right. We just have to make sure we're always reading verses in context, because it's not just specifically referring to someone who says there is no God. It, although, you know, people who believe in a false God believe in no God, in a sense, but that's the discussion for another day. Um, oh, I love this one. You said, showing off in not very subtle ways how religion, how religious one is, can grab a lot of votes. Yes. I do not appreciate people in politics, if that's what you're referring to, um, throwing God around, throwing Christ around, throwing prayer around when it's for their gain. It's for them to get votes. That's not what Christianity is about either. So, so far, most of what you're saying here refer to things that don't really, aren't really about Christianity the way that it's supposed to be. For me, I get angry at most of the above, which is okay. I get angry too. But my anger is reserved for the individuals who do wrong as opposed to religion as a whole. And that is just why you're a kind atheist. I really appreciate that. Um, I get angry too. 
I am angry at myself when I display unbelief, and I just pray that God will help my unbelief. And I, uh, but I don't lash out at people who say there is no God, because I was born in the same condition that they're in, and there are lots of people who are born in that condition, and because they've been hurt, as you said in the top part of your letter, they've been lied to, all this other stuff, um, they, uh, damage has been done, damage, I've seen it done, I've seen people preach in such a way that people are damaged, and that's not the purpose of preaching. Preaching is to show us our natural state, show us that we're sinners, but it's also to show us the comfort that comes from being a Christian, the comfort from which comes from having the hope of eternity, not the hope of just dying and fading away. And I know sometimes that comes across as having your brain turned off, but believe me, um, most Christians, uh, most good Christians that I know, they're very smart people, just like every atheist I know is a very smart person. And that's why we should be able to have dialogue. Dialogue is good. Don't you think? I think dialogue should be good. So anyway, thank you, Robin, for being a kind atheist. This has been Chris with Cafe Sola, and I'll talk with you next time. God's blessings on your day. For more from Christopher Hogan and Cafe Sola, go to cafesola.com.